You know, it's funny because I have a dear friend whose husband is convinced if he just says it one more time, she'll get it. (laughs) And we laugh about it. I mean, it's not funny. And eventually they, they sort it out because they're good peeps. But... This week, Dr. Noelle Nelson explains how couples can avoid ultimatums, and if there is one that comes up, how to move past it. Stay tuned. The whole mission of Hitched is to help couples enjoy their marriage and live happily ever after. That's one of the reasons we have the Hitched Wine Club. We wanted to offer something that would be a reminder every month for couples to sit down, reconnect, and enjoy the company of one another. We have partnered with the fantastic Touring and Tasting who hand select the wines that will be delivered to your door each month. You can go to our website, hitchedmag.com, click on the Wine Club link, and check out the different club options available to you. Again, visit hitchedmag.com and click the Wine Club link. Cheers. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again with the brilliant, the fabulous Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Hello. Uh, Noelle is a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad. Uh, Noelle is the author of many, many best-selling books. Her most uh, recent relationship books are Your Man is Wonderful and Dangerous Relationships. Uh, her uh, newest book is Happy, Healthy, Dead. Uh, you can get the, those uh, information about those books uh, as well as all the other information about her at her website, noelnelson.com. And, of course, we have links to this stuff on our website, hitchmag.com. Um Okay, so we are going to talk today about how to avoid walking away or it's my way or the highway ultimatums. Uh, Sometimes you say, uh, Noelle, that uh, a spouse will get fed up with an argument or a discussion that replays endlessly and and then they will throw out an ultimatum such as my way or the highway or I'm out of here, neither of which are good for a marriage. As a matter of fact, both of those are rather disastrous because... My way or the highway is a short form of saying, look, I don't care what you think, but, you know, this is how things are going to be and too bad for you, which obviously has no place in a marriage. And I'm out of here, as in walking away, is fine if it's a time out that's agreed upon. I want to make that very clear at the outset. Mm, okay. So, it's it's actually good. You know, if you guys are capable within your partnership, your marriage, to say to each other, look, you know what? I'm too heated up right now. Um, I can't even hear myself, much less hear you. Uh, if it, let's, let's agree if it's all right. Let's agree to take a time out for, I don't know, 10 minutes, an hour a day, what, whatever it takes for everybody to calm down. That's fine. The I'm out of here that I'm talking about is stonewalling, basically, mm-hmm. is the refusal to discuss any further. Mm-hmm. It's a funny, it's funny you bring up stone. I was thinking that, and I just did another podcast with um, Dr. Karen Sherman, and we were talking specifically about stonewalling. So it's funny that it's yeah, it's a big problem. It's a big problem. Um, well, 
it's very tempting yeah. because think about it. You're, we're talking about those, those. I'm sorry, I don't want to call them silly arguments, but those, the repetitive arguments, the ones you just never seem to, to manage to get to the bottom of, and they become very wearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they degrade a marriage, frankly, mm-hmm. and so it's it's tempting to just go, you know, enough, enough, and then basically stonewall. Yeah, it, it, it's an understandable. Um, thing to do, but as your other uh, podcast expert said, it really is awful. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to take this into left field really quick. Uh, when you're talking about these these conversations um, and they repeat themselves and you have these arguments over mm-hmm. and over, this is where this frustration mm-hmm. builds up. Uh, so as you know, um, I've been working on a book and it's with a gymnastics coach from UCLA and they... Uh, last year finished fourth and after, uh, so they won the championship this year and, and, and in the press conference, the coach said, you know, I knew if we wanted a different result, we had to do something different this year. And so we made concerted effort to change it up because otherwise we weren't going to improve. We weren't going to get any better. And I feel like a lot of times in marriage, um, we get so comfortable and we can almost predict our spouse's response and we get um, thick headed about, you know, eventually what I'm saying is going to break through, uh, but it never does it because they're just right. going to give you the same response that they've constantly been giving you. And you get to these impasses that we're talking about where the frustration builds exactly. up and finally it's like my way or the highway. Um, right. So anyways, um, that was really just me self-promoting. So <laughs> Well, no, actually, you make a good point, because it doesn't matter what we're talking about. Uh, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't really care if you're talking about sports or you're talking about resolving arguments in a marriage. Um, one needs to do, and you'll see that's what's coming in, in uh, my comments, uh, my further comments, is exactly what your your coach uh, suggested, which is the team had to change things up, meaning had to change their approach. Yeah. Because just as in a marriage, and you know, it's funny because I have a dear friend whose husband is convinced if he just says it one more time, she'll yep. get it. <laughs> and we laugh about it. I mean, it's not funny. And eventually they, they sort it out because they're good peeps. But it's like, no, no, dude, that has never worked. That's never going to work. So give it up already. Um, you and know, it is the definition of sanity. Yeah. You know, it's funny, too, is uh, my wife and I, uh, we will have these. I don't, don't want to call them arguments because they're not arguments. They're agreements that we have where we will agree on something, but we will say it in different ways. And we uh-huh. cannot, like, we just cannot uh, break through to, it's always her that sees it first. Well, she will say, you know, we're agreeing, right? And I'm like, yeah, but you're not agreeing in the way that I want you to agree. Like, it's not my version right. of it. Like, you're not seeing right. it the way that I want you to see it. Like, yes, we're agreeing on it. And it's just funny because um, sometimes it just takes like that breath to step back and say like, okay, we're we're saying the same thing. We're just looking at a different way, but it does take that distance to get there sometimes. Yes. Uh, So anyways. Um, Okay. So what are some of the ways that we can stop short of those ultimatums that would be good for the marriage? 
Well, you actually alluded to one in your when, what you just said about the way you and Jess sometimes can step back and see that you actually are agreeing. Mm-hmm. Is you've got to remember when you're in a marriage, you have what's called mutual dependence. It's not that you are dependent in a, in a sort of codependent, you know, sick way, but you do depend on each other and your lives very much are intertwined and therefore what one does influences or impacts what the other one does. So, one of the ways to stop short of ultimatums is to start looking for what might be common ground in the thing you're arguing about. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's take the, the, the usual one, right? the budget, money, Mm -hmm. both of you probably could agree that you want to live a comfortable life together. Now, I'm taking it way up there into what might commonly be called higher ground, right? Okay. You You can at least agree on that, for example. You may have very different hows, like you were saying of you and Jess, when you agree, yeah, but that isn't how I want to come to it. Yeah. But the bottom line is you have an agreement. Now, it is much more beneficial to the creative mind, to brainstorming, to start from that place of common agreement. Because now you aren't sticking your, what is it, your sword in the sand or your, the line in the sand. You aren't, you aren't going my way or the highway. You're going, okay, well, at least on this thing, this aspect of it, we can agree. Mm-hmm. Now, now, all of a sudden, your brain is literally geared into problem solving as opposed to attack mode. Mm. Okay. So, it's, it's sometimes challenging to find common ground because, you know, it can be, well, I don't want to talk about this unless you agree never to gamble again. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. So, we get those sorts of things. It's like, okay, okay, well, uh, let, let's set that aside for a moment. What are we really looking for here? Well, we're looking for our savings to be going towards, I don't know, the college, kids' college fund or towards retirement or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, we can at least agree on that. And then you can start peeling it. Mm, you were going to say. I, I was just going to ask, uh, so when you're going through this and you're having that conversation, what what should you be focusing on when you're trying to get through that process of, of, you know, wiping away that line in the sand. This is going to sound very strange, but the brain understands it. The way that the, the brain actually works is move higher up the, up the food chain. Okay. Just keep going higher. And so that you're, you're not looking at the, the immediate survival level, which is what's happening when you're going, well, it won't happen unless you have stopped gambling or, you know, whatever, stop spending silly money on shoes, I mean, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You're looking at the survival level when you're doing that. So if you keep going up to what is much more the core of your relationship, what do we actually want in this marriage? A lot of people don't ask themselves that after you know year one or even mm-hmm. courtship. It's what do we actually want? Well, we want to feel safe and secure, for example. Now, that's way up there. But it's a very important thing you've got to feel safe and secure within the boundaries of your marriage mm-hmm. otherwise the whole thing falls apart so that's what i mean by going up you just keep going up until you can f- hit that level where you agree yeah okay so so it's like you're you're arguing and it's we need to save money you're spending too much on shoes uh, right. but you then you start climbing and it's well why is it the shoes that i'm buying that bothers you 
uh, it's because I feel insecure about making rent <laughs> because exactly. we don't have enough money. Um, so it's not exactly. about the shoes. And it's then about, you start going up. Yeah. So it's not about right. the shoes. It's about financial security. Right. Okay. That's something we can both agree on. We don't want to be paycheck to paycheck. Okay. So how can well, we? Well, we don't want to be, you know, eating cat food in five years. Yeah. I mean, because often people, that's where people are going inside themselves with the fear uh-huh. when it comes to money. I'll be yeah. homeless. Yeah. Oh, I, it's, yeah. It's a hor- yeah. Horrible. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you go up to there and all of a sudden things start to click between the two of you, which is really what I'm arguing for here, is find that place where the two of you can click together because now you have a chance at finding solutions that work for both of you. Okay, so um, when faced with some sort of like tipping point of frustration, uh, Mm -hmm. it really is just about taking a step back and then trying to find that common ground where you can agree on something and then work from that point. Correct. Because I'll bet you 10 to one that your coach's example, if we had her here as a party to our conversation, she would say that once they determined they'd have to change things up, that was the higher ground. Mm -hmm. That's where they started from. Mm -hmm. Success will only come with changing things up. Everybody agreed on that. Well, now they had to sit down and figure out what does that mean? Yeah. But, as long as they kept referring to, well, we're doing this because mm-hmm. we need to change things up, it suddenly becomes more doable. Yeah, and and uh, I also feel like when you go, when you approach it that way, you also get more creative because you have exactly. so many more options. Because you're at a hot, to your point, you're at this higher level, and when you have. If you think in the literal sense, your vantage point over the area becomes that much greater. And and yes. so you have a lot more um, expanse that you can touch on as opposed to if you're focused yes. on if you're focused on shoes, you're really limited to just talking about the shoes. But if you're talking about financial security, that is correct. you have, you know, 20 million things to talk about. That is correct. And somewhere in those 20 million things, the shoe thing will resolve itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is uh, a really great uh, like point to, to help people move their ultimatums forward. Uh, w- w- do you have anything else? Oh, sure. Well, for one, you've got your focus. Okay. Uh-huh. And your focus in now you found your high ground, all right. Your focus in getting things resolved from there, because the whole idea here is to resolve that argument that just keeps repeating, is instead of going for the solution immediately, is go for learning everything you can about how your spouse feels about what's going on, wants from what's going on, whatever their their thing is about what's going on, and you want an opportunity to express yourself equally. In other words, you want to put yourself in learning mode. And we've talked about that before, Steve, mm-hmm. that walking in somebody else's shoes is just a great way to come to better solutions for everybody. Mm-hmm. So, your, your focus needs to be on learning. Well, what do shoes, okay, so what does financial security mean to you? How, how would that look to you? And not prejudge that. Yeah. Because it could mean something very different to the husband as opposed to, to the wife. You know, to the wife, it may mean uh, X amount in savings over the next five years. To the husband, it might mean both of us have a job for the next 
15 years. You know, I don't know. That's but a great point. That's where be- the... Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, it's a great point of defining the parameters because even just getting that far uh, offers up a whole new realm of understanding. Exactly. And now we're off the shoes. <laughs> that, yeah. Yep. <laughs> As you said so accurately, that's never the point in the first place, but it is what we tend to harp about, like the mm-hmm. towels on the floor. Mm-hmm. We do tend to get caught up in the weeds, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so put put your focus on learning, learning about how the other person feels about whatever the situation is, and then as as much as you can, and staying away from your own definitions and biases and prejudgments because that's tempting. Mm-hmm. You know, say yeah, but don't do any yeah buts. Just pardon the expression. Shut up and listen. Uh, mm-hmm. And then when it's appropriate have it be your turn to do the expressing and ask them to please just listen. Now, from there, you're going to start to generate all sorts of possibilities, and that brings me to the actual answer to what you asked. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Which was anything else. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you, you already mentioned this, Steve, which is now you're going to be looking at all the possibilities mm-hmm. instead of just a very narrow, tiny thing. And what you want to do is you want to treat those all possibilities, quotes unquote, as something exciting, interesting, creative, not as something frightening and, oh my God, we never could. Those sorts of thoughts is generate as best you can some optimism about the fact that you are looking at now a much greater field of possibles. Mm-hmm. It, I think part of that too is when you start doing that, it, it becomes achievable. Because you're no longer yes. stuck. You have options. You have things you can work toward. Um, right. That, that up until that point, w- you hit this point of ultimatum because you were stuck. Mm-hmm. Like if you weren't stuck, you, would have, you wouldn't have reached the ultimatum. But now you've, you've got 55 doors you can open and walk through to Correct. see what's on the other side. And that's really exciting. And, and that's he, part of the journey. Yeah. And here's what makes it even more fun, as far as I'm concerned, is that th- let's say you come to a, a place where you've you've narrowed, I don't know, 250 possibles down to maybe mm, 10, a dozen that seem within the realm of what fits or what could fit or what might be interesting even to the couple. Instead of trying to resolve the first argument that started all this right then is now go do some research. Mm-hmm. Go look up what those possibles might mean assign each other well you look into this and i'll look into that whatever Mm -hmm. and treat it as an exploration a journey of discovery because as you so accurately said steve you wouldn't be at this place of ultimatum if you weren't stuck Mm -hmm. and a great way to unstick oneself is to go explore yeah and sometimes you got to take a step back Right? Like you hit this sticking point, you step back out of the whatever muck that you found yourself in. Exactly. And find a different route. uh, If we're. Exactly. Yeah. And research is great. Research doesn't just mean go to books. Mm-hmm. Uh, research means Google. Research means talk to friends. Research means observe what other people do, don't do. Uh, pay attention to how others have approached this higher ground issue. Again, mm-hmm. I'm still all the way up there, okay, yeah. on for the sake of the example on financial security. What, how have other people dealt with this? It's not an uncommon issue. <laughs> on and the I want to, yeah, and I want to throw in there because I know. Uh, I feel like people talk about social media, particularly lately, uh, in the negative. 
and I just want to take the right. opportunity to talk about it in the positive because social media has toppled governments uh, or the you know the power that it has sure. helped people wield. And you know when you're stuck and you're looking for solutions, it is a great medium to throw out a question to friends on Facebook or Twitter or whatever and say, you know, mm-hmm. uh, does anybody know of a place where I can get like really fashionable shoes at a discount? You don't have to sure. explain your problem, but you know, no. you they will throw you solutions like, oh, there's this place that you can like rent your outfits or. You know, right. I I get these like great deals once a year. This place should, throws this like really amazing thing, and so all of a mm-hmm. sudden you have um, mm-hmm. leveraged modern media uh, mm-hmm. to to and, and your much wider network to to find these like really creative solutions. So I just wanted to yes. make that point because I feel like sometimes, particularly when it comes to marriage, social media is not a good place to go because it is so personal right. and intimate. But when we're talking right. about these bigger things, you can throw out these very broad, general questions. Um, or, or, I mean, or for example, like you're trying to like consolidate credit, you could throw out there like, hey, does anybody know of a credit card that's got like really great low interest rates or like a really great reward system or whatever? Sure. And it's not, you know, it's not reflective of you. It's just like you're looking for a deal. Well, and it's just, it's, for me, it's part of the research. Yeah. And as you pointed out, with the, the good news with this approaching social media in the way you're speaking is you don't have to disclose. And I'm asking this because my husband's been after me for overspending. You don't, <laughs> yeah. ha- you don't have to do that. Nobody cares. Yeah. You know? But it's like, in, I think social media is like anything else. It has its blessings and its curses, and it's up to us to use our common sense and to reap it for the benefits that it gives, which are tremendous, and, you know, kind of shine it on when it's <laughs> a nuisance. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yep, I totally agree. Um, okay, uh, was there anything else that we missed in uh, helping people get out of their ultimatum stickiness? I think just the, the, the to co- sort of come full circle, the point that we made at the beginning, which is a marriage is a place of mutual dependence. That is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you chose it. <laughs> It's, but it is something to remember that your your well being and so forth do depend to an extent on the impact of the others. So you're best off looking for common agreement as a starting place because you're in this thing together. It it's not a platitude. Mm-hmm. It's true and it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I I I'm I'm so glad that you brought that up too because. I know I say this all the time. I say this a lot. You, you chose each other. Uh, like, they picked you. They wanted to spend the rest of your life. You're on the same team since we've been talking, you know, exactly. sports. You're on the same team. Right. Like, they want you to win. They want you to succeed. You want them yes. to succeed. And so, I think yes. when you approach this stuff from that point of view, it makes it a lot easier. Knowing yes. that they're your biggest fan, they're your biggest cheerleader, uh, it yes. makes it, it just makes it less scary, I think. Um, because I do think a lot of times people approach situations like this adversarially. Um, yes. We, uh, I, so I, I was having a conversation with somebody and they were talking about going into a meeting and they were saying like, you know, I really need to stand my ground. I really need to, like, I've done my research. I know I'm right. And they're going to come at me with all this stuff, but I need to like really stand my ground. 
And then they had a realization of, I know, I like, we're all in this together. I know what I know. Right. Instead of, right. I need to stand my ground, I need to listen. And it gets back to what yep. exactly what you were saying at the very, you know, right towards the beginning of shut up and listen. And that was, so, yeah. and, and what it does when you go in there with the intent to listen, it doesn't make it adversarial anymore. Now you're just receiving everything. Correct. And it doesn't put you off and it doesn't put them off, which no. automatically puts you in like a much, much better situation. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I didn't want to take the last word. Uh, did you have anything else? Sorry. No, that was very good. And I appreciate uh, that you capped it okay. that way. Great. Buttoned it up. <laughs> All right. Well, excellent. Um, well, that will do it for us this week. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, I want to let you guys know that if you like this podcast, we have a lot more content. We have tons of back issues, hundreds of back episodes uh, that you can get on our website, hitchmag.com. And I recommend subscribing to our newsletter. It goes out weekly. It's free. We update it with the latest podcast episode that you can click to and start listening, uh, as well as the latest articles uh, that we publish for that week. So um, if you want just an easy way to get reminders about solid marriage info uh, and marriage lifestyle info too, so, you know, sometimes we just include recipes. I mean, it's more than just recipes, but we'll include recipes. We'll include parenting advice. We'll include financial advice. Um, it we really, really runs the gamut if you're if, if you haven't checked it out and all of that we offer. So I do recommend that. Um, and also, of course, uh, go to Noelle's website, noellenelson.com and buy her books. They are fantastic. They are so well researched, always interesting. Uh, everything that she says has is, is backed up by just it, it it's eye-opening when you see uh, how positive things can be uh, and how positive things can be based on what science is telling us. Um, and so, uh, again, I want to remind you her most recent books are Your Man is Wonderful. I'm sorry, her most recent relationship books are Your Man is Wonderful and Dangerous Relationships. Her newest book is Happy Healthy Dead. Uh, and that book talks about how to live a happy, fulfilling life all the way up to the a very, very, very old age and then passing away happy. Um and in inspiration of that, uh, she has launched a group on Facebook you can follow. It's called Meet the Amazings. And it tells stories of uh, people uh, who are 80, 90, 100 plus years old doing really spectacular things like starting up tennis and skydiving and uh, swimming the English Channel and all these like really cool things, starting up ballet classes. I mean, it's really awesome and I highly recommend it. It's really inspirational. Um, so check that out as well. You can get that again at her website, noelnelson.com. You can find her on Twitter at Dr. Noel Nelson. Uh, you can get all that information on our website, hitchedmag.com. Links to Noelle's stuff as well as all the articles, her social media, her website. So uh, I think that's it. Um, so one last time. Thank you so much, Noelle. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Steve. All right. That is going to do it for us. Until next time. Take care, everybody.